Hi there, welcome to the program. Hope you're enjoying your day so far. Cloudy day ahead today, going down to minus two tonight, and we got some snow coming up later on in the week, and then some heavy rain in time for the weekend. So hold on to your hat. Quite literally, we like to begin this program by pointing out who is sorry, who has been shoving some shoe leather down their throat, who's got a mea culpa every day in the news there is someone who is sorry now. all right so who is sorry now nipissing university nipissing university has issued an apology for a quote hurtful and inappropriate comment made during the lakers women's basketball game over the weekend though the nipissing lakers are the athletic teams that represent Nipissing University in North Bay, Ontario. There was a comment made by the announcer who has not been publicly identified, although, you know, if you were watching the thing, you know who it was. The comment by the announcer was, quote, nice stroke for a girl, unquote, as a Laker player made a basket in a game against Queen's University. Ah. Uh, I'm going to call uh, a foul on that. I think that's uh, that is definitely a foul. Anipasing said the announcer who made the comment has apologized and, quote, will no longer announce for the Nipissing Lakers. And, ladies and gentlemen, that is. Sorry now. There's always somebody sorry. I got time for a quick sick burn. You got time for a quick sick burn? This comes from the legislature, from the Ontario legislature at Queen's Park today. Mike Schreiner, the leader of the Ontario Greens, was questioning the premier about this uh, recent report about climate change and how dire the situation is for the world. Uh, And then Mike Schreiner brings out the sick burn. Speaker, the climate fires are raging all around us. It is obvious, and the Premier has brought a little red shovel to fight them instead of a big fire hose. Is that a little red shovel in your pocket, or are you just... uh... (laughs) The mileage that uh, critics are still getting out of the little red shovel. Of course, you remember that when uh, we had the big snowstorm back in January, Doug Ford was out there with his little red shovel digging people out. That's your sick burn from today from Queens Park and question period. But let's get to it, shall we? Our top story. All right, we're going to start our top story with uh, a tricky situation, especially for those of you out there who are divorced. Where are my divorced dads, my separated moms? Where are you at out there? You've been having some difficulty with your ex over trying to navigate the pandemic when it comes to the kids. Well, check this out. A Hamilton family court judge has ruled in favor of a mother who doesn't want two of her kids to be vaccinated against COVID. Now, the case involves a mother, CG, we only use initials in this uh, situation, CG, 34, father is JN, who's 35. They married in 2007, separated in 2014. They got three kids. They got a 14-year-old son who lives with dad a 12-year-old daughter, and a 10-year-old son. The young two reside primarily with mom. 
The Ontario Superior Court Justice Alex Pazatarats uh, found that the vaccine's potential side effects actually justified mom's caution. The judge cited a long list of rights abuses to explain why courts should not simply defer to government experts. Quote, what about the residential school system? For decades, the government assured us they were taking indigenous children away and being willfully blind to their abuse was the right thing to do. We're still finding children's bodies. That's a quote from the justice, who added in a postscript that he personally is vaccinated. But all of this reflects a debate about among judges and in the legal community about the role of assessing facts surrounding vaccination, especially when you come with disputes with parents. It's fascinating, fascinating stuff. And to help me understand it better is Laura Paris, who's a family lawyer at Shulman and Partners. Welcome to the program. Uh, what's your takeaway from this ruling from this Hamilton judge? Honestly, I think that this is a great decision, and I think it's a decision that we've been waiting for. I mean, we need to appreciate that with unprecedented times comes very, very difficult decisions. And uh, the family court is often a breeding ground for uh, petty disputes, unfortunately. And with the onset of COVID, more disputes came up and the and judges had been tasked with dealing with these again very difficult issues that are coming from unprecedented times and what the pattern that we've been seeing with decisions that that have been coming out uh, as it relates to the vaccine is that a lot of judges have been taking um you know what what we refer to as judicial notice of government protocols um and essentially uh you know almost undermining the role of evidence um in in making decisions and the, and the tests and the rules that we are guided by in making decisions. And I think what this judge has done very correctly is reminded us what the judge should be, what a judge should be considering when making these decisions and simply following uh, the guidelines of the government whether you agree with them or disagree with them is not necessarily the end all be all in in determining uh, what the appropriate decision is uh, on an issue like vaccines. Does the law side on the mothers because the children primarily reside with her? Is, is that the basis for the ruling? So there's a there's a couple of things, but I would say the main the main two reasons why this decision went uh, went in, or three reasons actually why this decision went in the mother's favor um, is when you're considering decisions that are um, uh, decisions relating to children. What we're primarily guided by is what is in the children's best interest, and there's a, a certain set of, of of criteria that we look at in determining what is in a child's best interest. Part of that is what the children's independent views and preferences are, and in this particular circumstance the children did express and were their uh, their views were independently ascertained that they did not want to take this vaccine um another another piece of information that the court looked at is the history of parenting and uh and the ability of the mother to be a good parent and what was noted was that these parents were able to negotiate a separation agreement and agree that both both parents uh had sole decision making um authority over the children that were living under their roof what the judge uh, inferred from that decision was that both parties agreed that the parents were capable of making appropriate and defo- informed decisions uh, for the children. Therefore, it was not just uh, just as a result of the mother's hesitancy towards vaccines that didn't that didn't paint her in a in a in a light that she was incapable of making a decision that was in that was in the children's best interest. Uh, the third point is the evidence that was put forward, where uh, where dad relied simply on public health um, 
public health gu guidelines and really used this motion um, and and this this issue as a as a means of smearing the mother, smearing her with respect to her political views, um, with respect to certain uh, you know certain Facebook posts, things like that. The mother actually came with was very well researched in her objections, uh, provided very um, what the judge considered to be uh, um, reliable evidence to demonstrate why she had hesitancy towards the vaccine. So with all of that evidence taken into account and the best interest of the children, the judge came to what I believe is the appropriate and, and correct decision uh, that, that those two children not be vaccinated. And is the basis here then again, because, and, and I, you point out that there is, you know, the court ordered a social worker to interview the kids and that social worker said it, it appeared that the children expressed the wish not to be vaccinated and they had not been manipulated. But I, I find that, you know, as a divorced dad myself, you know, it sometimes gets into disputes. And I'm very fortunate, you know, we see eye to eye, you know, the parents, the kid's mom and myself. But I, that, is, that is difficult to ascertain. How possibly could you do that? I... I... I do agree with you that it is it is difficult to ascertain. I mean, we we use the resources that are available to us. Um, we have you know uh, professionals that we rely on to ascertain uh, ascertains children's views and preferences. And when they are when they are doing so, they are doing so in a manner that they they have certain training to ask questions in a certain manner to uh, try and determine whether or not there's been influence. Is this a perfect exercise? Of course not. Um, is there any sort of perfection that you can ever expect to get when you have third parties making decisions on uh, matters that relate to, to your own children? I don't think so. And I think that really what what this case overall uh, should remind us of is that the family court, while it's there as a last resort, uh, the family court should not be used as a as a as a means of making decisions for you and your family. Because ultimately, I think that you know we certainly have such you know outlier situations, but for the most part, I think parents are the best people to make the decision the the decisions for for their families. So when you're asking a third party to come in. We do our, they do their best with the resources that are available, but there's absolutely no no perfect way or or or, or absolute determination of whether or not there's been there's been influence here. Laura, great to talk to you. Thanks for your analysis today. That's Laura Paris, who's a family lawyer at Shulman and Partners. Now, when we come back, as you well know, the Vax passports are gone as of today in the province of Ontario, but not everywhere. Some restaurants are saying, no, hold on, we're going to keep it in place. We'll tell you about a restaurant just like that. We're going to talk to food reporter Corey Mintz about it when we come back.